This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We are on Fruit of the Spirit series. Amen. I call it the power fruit. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, this, this Christian walk is a walk of, can somebody say, transformation. transformation. Amen. And, you know, God wants us to be transformed. Amen. Into what? The image of Jesus. And, you know, uh, as we study the fruit of the Spirit and as we study it this, this month and uh, we, we realize that the fruit of the Spirit is really, it's, it's the character of God. Think about that. The fruit of the Spirit is the character of God. And I don't know about you, but I want God's character in my life. I don't want to be just the character. <laughs> I, want, I want God's character. I want His characteristics in my life. And, and the fruit of the Spirit... Um, you know, those, those are, you know, those, it's the fruit that's born in us when we, when we get saved, when we get Jesus in our life. And, and so, and so it, it, it's a part of us. So let's look at Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And this is the apostle Paul. And he says, but the fruit of the spirit, or you can say the fruit of the, uh, the recreated spirit, which when you receive Jesus, you, you're, you, you, you have a new spirit. You get a new heart. And so it says, uh, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Of course, King James puts it long suffering. Amen. And uh, of course, other translations is patience. How many people are patient out here? Okay, we won't go there. Uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I love this. Against such, there is no law. I love that because, you know, the only way that the devil can get at us is that we open the door. Amen. And we can open the door through what? Disobedience. Right. So we want to be obedient to the father. Amen. And the more obedient we are, the greater authority we're going to walk in. And the less obedient we are, the more authority that the devil will have in our life. Do you believe that today? So we want to get obedient to God. We know Jesus, when he walked around and he did mighty miracles, I mean, Jesus was really doing it. But, he, but you, everything that Jesus did worked. And the reason why it worked, because he was totally full throttled, 100% submitted to God. Amen. Jesus was 100% submitted to God. So everything worked. And, I, you, know, I, you know, as I'm teaching on the fruit of spirit, I just want things to work for you. I mean, it, I, mean, I mean, as a Christian, don't you want things working? Don't you want your prayers answered? Don't you want to see blessings in your life? And, and, and so when you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you're, you're going to see blessings. Now, it's a process. Amen. It may not all happen all at once. But it's a, your, your blessing is, is here and also it's on its way. Do you believe that today? And so, and so, so we want to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. So we talked about love. And love is, you know, is the root of the fruit. And we have to walk in the love of God. We know the new covenant is based on love. Yeah. Amen. And so Jesus said a new commandment I give you is to what? Love one another. And so, so really, as Jesus says, as I have loved you. And so Jesus, how he loved us, he laid down his life for us. So we have to be willing. I know this is a tough pill to swallow this morning. To lay down our lives for other people. 
In other words, we got to get, you know, out, you know, it, it may be inconvenient. You know, it, it can be inconvenient to serve God. But we got to get out of this mode of convenience gospel and get into a commitment gospel. Amen. So we got to get committed. Say, I'm committed. Or you're going to end up being committed. You know, I think. <laughs> so we want to be committed. Amen. And so and so I love the love of God. And, and I love John 316. And I go over John 316 a lot because it, it's one of the greatest verses in the Bible pertaining to the new covenant of love. And so John 316, for God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, so we, we see that the love of God is so great that while we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Jesus died for us. Amen. And so I'm, I'm telling you, God loves you with an everlasting love. And when you invite Jesus into your life, when you get saved, you get God on the inside. Amen. Can I say it again? You get God on the inside. And guess what? God is love. So when you receive Christ, you receive the love of God. The Bible said it's shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So it's there. And your spouse might say, well, where is it at? You know, it's there. The love is there, but you've got to let it out. Amen. And then another uh, uh, fruit of the Spirit is joy. And joy, I really believe, comes from us knowing really what Jesus has done for us. In other words, that he's that he saved us. And he purged our sins and that we're walking in right standing with God and our names written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. And we got to get a revelation of how good that is. Amen. Because there's a lot of people on this planet that doesn't have Jesus in their life. And if you have Jesus in your life, you are a wealthy person. And you need to be rejoicing because your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. And we need to be so thankful for that. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And then that, and so we need to be just thank, when we get up in the morning, we should start thanking God that we're saved. Amen. That we have a some of you have Bibles in here or that you have a, a phone with a Bible on it or whatever. And you just need to be thanking God, thanking God for all the good things he has done for you. Amen. And then that should create joy. A thankful heart always creates joy. And then peace is another Part of us walking in. And that's the promise of God. And I'm going to say this. There's too many nervous Christians out here. There's too many Christians that, that are nervous about the future. And nervous about, you know, what's going to go on with their life. No, no. God has good plans for your future. You don't need to be nervous. Amen. You don't need to be upset. You don't need to be fretting. Glory to God. Why? Because God is watching over you. If he cares for the birds of the air, he cares for you. And he will come through. Do you believe that today? God's never let me down. Amen. I mean, it's taken a little longer sometimes. <laughs> Has it ever taken a little longer with God? Sometimes it just takes sometimes a long time. Amen. But, you know, but what's the old saying? Good things come to those who wait. Right. So we, we just got to, what, what does the Bible say? Wait upon the Lord. Pa Pastor, you had to bring that up this morning. Wait upon the Lord. We need to learn to wait upon him. Amen. 
And what happens when you wait upon the Lord? You shall mount up like wings like eagles. You shall run and not grow weary. You shall walk and not faint. The reason why some of us are running a little low on our spiritual batteries is because we're not waiting on the Lord like we need to. We need to spend some time in his presence, glory to God. And that's where we can develop a relationship with him and we'll have that peace I love the peace that surpasses all understanding. Glory to God. Can you walk in that kind of peace? I believe so. I don't believe you. You don't have to get up nervous. You don't have to walk around fretting. Glory to God. You can have the peace of God. Why? Because God is looking after you. Amen. And then you have the fruit of patience. And I talked about that. And really, patience or perseverance go hand in hand. In other words, you, 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 you got to have a, a I'm not going to quit attitude. I'm going to I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep walking with God no matter what it looks like. You you you, you can't just give up. Amen. Don't throw in the towel. Amen. I like I love the Rocky movies. Anybody love the Rocky movies out here? Anybody a, anybody a Balboa fan? <laughs> Glory to God. And I love the Rocky. I did it, Adrian. You know, I love the Rocky movies and uh, and I, I love it. And 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 what I loved about the first one, anybody remember the first Rocky movie? Boy, wasn't he out of shape the first one? The third movie, man, he was buff, but well, I won't go there. But, um, but the first movie, I guess he was in pretty good shape for an average guy. But um, he drank three eggs, right? Okay, but um, he just, all he wanted to do was he wasn't trying to win the fight. Did you know in the first movie he wasn't trying to win the fight against the number one boxer? All he wanted to do was go the distance. He said, if I can just go the distance, nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. You know, that was the boxer. No, if I can just go the distance, uh, then I will outlast all the other boxers that got knocked out in his reign. If I could just go the distance. Remember, that was his dream. Just go in the distance. And see, that should be your dream, too. I, all I have to do is just go the distance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, just hold on. Don't let go. Amen. And really, it's God holding on to you. And, you know, it's, it's that old... Remember that story I told you one time before that they were doing a demonstration on the deck of a ship. They were... They were uh, it was the military. I think it was the Navy. And they were showing about these, these balloons that could... That, that could um, you know, the balloons that could fly or whatever. The hot air balloons, I think. And uh, what happened was one of the balloons got away and, one, and a couple of the guys got, was, was holding the balloons and they lifted up into the air and that balloon started going higher and higher and, and the people that were holding onto the ropes started dropping like they were up like maybe two, three hundred feet, went up a thousand feet and those guys were getting killed. And there was this one guy that was there and they kept going up higher and higher and he wasn't letting go. And they were wondering, and they, they started, I mean, look, man, it's been five minutes, ten minutes, this guy's still holding on. Man, this guy must have brute strength. But what happened was they were able to get the, the thing down. But what happened was when the guy was going up, he took the rope and he tied it around himself. So he wasn't really holding on. The rope was holding on to him. I'm going to say this today. You're not really holding on to God. God's holding on to you. Uh, what I'm saying to you today is you think that you're, staying, you're maintaining your walk with God. No, 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 no. God is watching over you. And God is divinely protecting you. And if it wasn't for God's grace, you wouldn't be here today. And God is watching over you. He's keeping you. Do you believe that today? No matter what you're going through, God is keeping you. 
whatever blessing you're walking in, it's because God has given it to you. Or you listen to what I'm saying today. God is a good God. He's a good God. Amen. And so we, we, we need to persevere through those hard times. And when you persevere, you will see the promise. You will see the promised land. So today I'm going to talk to you about goodness. Amen. Uh, which is a fruit of the spirit. And uh, uh, goodness, are you ready for the definition of that? It's the state of being good. <laughs> How'd you like that one? The state of, Pastor, can you kind of bring a little bit more depth into that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to bring a little bit more depth into it today. Uh, but being good, in other words, you know, it's, it's funny. Goodness, and there's a couple definitions for that. And, uh, and, and, and one of them, one of the definitions is understanding, understanding morality, understanding what God considers good. Okay, so we got to get a revelation of what God considers good and what God considers good is good. And what God considers bad is bad. And what we have to do is we have to be have biblical knowledge because the world will tell you some things that are good that are not good. Amen. And so so if we live in the world and we don't read our Bibles as Christians, we, we can take on a mindset what the world says is good, but it's really bad. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And so if it doesn't line up with God's word, then it's then it's bad. Amen. And so it, it, it's evil. So so the opposite of good is evil. And so this is what what, you know, I, I, I talk to people, uh, uh, you know, I witness a lot and I'm always witnessing and asking them, you know, what do they think about Jesus and where their walk is with God and if they're going to make it to heaven. And uh, most of the people that I talk to um, and if you ever do this, you'll find that most people that don't know God will say that they that that they're going to make it because they're good. Do you know what I'm saying? In other words, they don't have an understanding. They're going with what society tells you what's good. But, you know, the Bible says really, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, so but most people don't want to look at themselves as sinners. They want to look at themselves as, as generally good people that does good things. And hopefully that, that, that goodness, their own goodness, gets them into the kingdom of God. But, no, but, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Amen. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'm glad it doesn't work that way. Because there, there, there will always be a scale of goodness. And you, you'd have to reach a certain scale to get there. And I'm glad I don't have to try to jump through a lot of hoops. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And try to do a lot of things. And that's what religion is based on. You know, most religion, religious systems is based on people doing things to obtain a certain position with God. So if they do everything right, but, but most religious systems and, and, and religions out here don't guarantee heaven. Okay? But Jesus does. And so when I minister to people and then I talk to them about Jesus and we're going to talk about, you know, what's good. But but when I minister to them, they don't even have a clue who Jesus is. They, they know who God is, but they don't know who Jesus is because I would ask people like, do you believe Jesus is sinless? And a lot of them would say, I don't know. Do you know Jesus? Jesus is he was and he is sinless. 
He's the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. You got to believe that. Somebody say, I believe that. Because if he is sinless, he's the only one that could take your sin. He's the only one that could take my sin. Because, see, a sinner could have could have went. See, if, if, if it was just a guy that 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 just lived a, a life that he was, uh, uh, you know, he did some good things and he did some wrong things, but he still went to the cross. Uh, he couldn't pay for your shirt for your sin. Only Jesus could. A regular human being. Jesus wasn't just a regular human being. And we're going to study that. So we need we need to talk about goodness. And and, and so we need to understand there's a difference in. Our goodness cannot take you there. But I'm going to say this. If you receive Jesus, you are good. Okay. Why? Because Jesus' goodness is in your life. In other words, you are righteous. Oh, wow. That's a strong word. That means that you have right standing with God because of the blood of the Lamb. So that means that Jesus' goodness is your goodness. And the only way we can get into heaven is to have Jesus' goodness in us. So, so really goodness, what is the definition of goodness? Well, well, God had a definition which he calls the Ten which is called the Ten Commandments. Actually, Moses never labeled that as the Ten Commandments. But anybody remember the Ten Commandments out here? And so really the Ten Commandments, I, I don't really look at that because we do go with the two commandments. Love your Lord God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You do that, you, you fulfill the whole Ten Commandments. But a lot of people don't know what the Ten Commandments actually says. You know, and uh, how many people have ever read the Ten Commandments? Amen. Amen. And uh, but uh, but but it says here uh, in the Ten Commandments, and I'm just going to shorten this. It says here. Uh, it's in Exodus 22 through 17. This is where I've taken this at. And it's also in, in another place in the Old Testament. And he says here, you shall have no other gods before, you, uh, before me. So, so here, the number one commandment is not to have any other gods before God. Well, that doesn't mean you can have other gods and gods first. God has to be number one. Amen. Amen? And so we need to make God number one in our life. Amen. And so as Christians, God has to be number one. In other words, you could say it this way. As Christians, Jesus has to be Lord. Amen. Because let's just, let's, just, let's just change it over to Jesus because Jesus is God in the flesh. And you know, Jesus is the one that's going to judge us. Amen. Well, I probably didn't know that. God, the Father, has given all judgment to Jesus. So we need to, we need to pay attention to who Jesus is. Not just the God, but who Jesus is and what Jesus did and what he said. We need to pay attention to everything that's in red in our Bible. Amen. And so I love this. He says, you shall have no other gods before me. So, so, so God wants to be number one and he deserves to be number one. Number, number two, you shall not make any idols. And back then they would make idols. And, you know, you know people do that every day. People that... There are people that don't have Jesus in their heart, but wear a cross around their neck. And, but they don't live for Jesus. Or they may have, you know, Jesus written on their arm, like one I minister to. But they don't have Christ in their life. And what it is, it's just things that people, a rabbit's foot. Anybody ever had a rabbit's foot in here? I got one for Christmas one time. A rabbit's foot. Come on, let me win the lottery here, you know. And, um, and, and you know, put in, put in your faith and trust in things and, you know, in, in, in objects, you know, and, 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 and exalting objects. Sometimes our, 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 our phones can be, okay, we won't go there. We can worship our phones. Yes. 
Praise the phone, right? And um, my kids, you know, they, they, they get a hold of my iPhone. They don't want to let go of it. You know, I mean, they're on it 24-7, just playing on that phone, glory to God. And I, I try to take it away. You know, that, one thing, let me just give you uh, some advice here if you're a parent. Don't put any games and don't let your kids play with your phone. Because you'll never get it back. But anyway, uh, God bless. My son just went ape yesterday when I had to pull that phone away from him. Amen. I had to go and take care of some business. But anyway, so anyway, so we don't want to make any idols. Number three, you should not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, this is really important because, you know, you, you hear a lot. Anybody, when you're watching a movie, ever hear that GD out there? Ugh. Does it just make you cringe? Me, I just, I don't like it. You know, it's just, ugh. Right, because God's not the dammer. He's the blesser. Amen. Amen. It, it, God is in the blessing business. He's not in the damning business. Amen. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right? And number 17, verse 17 says, He didn't send a son in the world to condemn that, the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So he's not looking to condemn or to damn. He's looking to save. And so when you say, when you, when you hear that GD, that's why I don't like watching movies with that on there. I, I like, you know, it's, it makes me want to just change the channel. If I just one GD, that's it. Boom. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? Why? Because, because God's the blesser. Amen. Amen. And so, and so number four, we, so we don't, we don't want to, uh, you know, use God's name in vain. Number three, uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Hey, this is really good too. We, we, we need a day of rest. And this is in the Ten Commandments. I think it's just a good, it's just good not to be working seven days a week. Anybody like vacations in here? One day a week. You just need to take it easy. You need to just take it easy. Not be so, you know, make it. Sundays, I love Sundays because it, they used to have what they call a blue law. Anybody ever heard that? And remember that everything was shut down on Sundays? It was some restaurants that were open, but mostly everything was closed. Right. And I think our, our, our nation would be better off than having commerce on Sundays. Are you hearing? I think we can get it done in six days. I don't think we need to have a Sunday. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No work on Sunday. So, so no lawn work. Okay, we won't go there, but. Amen. That's the only day I can get it done, Pastor. No, don't do anything. Just lay on your hammock. Amen. But but you need to learn rest. Glory to God. And I believe that's a key. And God wants us to rest. God worked six days and He rested on the seventh. Amen. And so so we won't get burned out. We don't want to get burned out. Amen. And so here, uh, honor your father and your mother. That's a good one, because you know the Bible says in the end days people are going to be disrespectful to their parents. They're going to be rude and all that. And you need to honor your mother and your father. Now, they may not, you know, they may not do honorable things and they may not, you know, deserve it. But they do because they brought you into the world. And you need to honor them for how, to, how much you can honor them. Maybe if they're in sin or they're not saved, you can't honor some of their sinful ways. But you can honor them as people. Glory to God. And, and there's a promise to that that you will live a long life. So I want to honor my mother and father. I, I want to honor them. Amen. Uh, th- this one, you shall not kill. It says here, but really you shall not murder. And so really, we don't want to be murdering. And, and this is key too. Murder is more than just you killing somebody. It's you killing somebody with your words. Amen. So we want to be very careful how we talk about people. You shall not commit adultery. That's a good one. The, the world has it this way. Well, I'm not committing adultery. I'm just having an affair. It sounds so much better, doesn't it? An affair. It sounds like an event. 
an affair. Have you ever thought, well, we're, I'm just having an affair. My spouse is not treating me right. Right? So I, I, so I have the liberty to have an affair. No, it's an adulterous relationship. <laughs> even the world will t- tell you, even the world will get on people that have adulterous relationships, especially if they're in politics, you know, they're cheating on their spouse. Even the world doesn't like that. Right? But sometimes TV and the movies will make it glamorous. You know, and they act like it's no big deal. But it's a big deal. Uh, Connected with that, sex outside of marriage is a big deal. If you're a Christian, you're not supposed to be doing it. Okay, that's my disclaimer there. So you just, you got to do it in marriage because that's where the marriage bed, the Bible says, is blessed. Amen? And God will judge adulterers and fornicators. Okay, we'll continue. Uh, You shall not steal. That's a good one. And, uh, of course, let me go back to adultery. If you're not physically doing it, don't be doing it in your mind. Glory to God. In other words, don't have that second look. But can it be a long first look, Pastor? No, not a long first look. You know what I'm saying? Can it be a Jamaican minute? You know what I'm talking about? No, you move. You bolt. You don't focus on that. Why? Because, you know, on account, the Bible says on, on account of a promiscuous person, uh, you can be brought to, down to a loaf of bread. Amen? Amen. Uh, so uh, you shall not steal. So, so these are things that we shouldn't be stealing. You know, th- these are God's top ten lists. You sh- uh, so we don't want to be stealing. Even stealing something little is, 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 is stealing. Amen? And, I'm, you know, you can get tested in that. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, which means you don't want to be talking about people. And, uh, and, and or telling off or saying something that's not true about somebody. And you've got to be careful. Even if somebody does something wrong, you don't want to keep talking about their weaknesses because you never know if they repented and got right with God. So you don't know. You don't want to keep talking about their their misdoings or because you don't know where their heart's at. And you keep talking about them, then you are slandering them. Amen. Number 10, you don't. Uh, it says you shall not covet. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, if you break it down, uh, it says here, don't don't desire to have some your, what, what your neighbor has. Don't desire your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's car, your neighbor's phone, whatever they have. In other words, don't get envious of other people. Don't have a strong desire. I want what you got. In other words, we don't. I, I, man, I, I have, and, you know, you, I preach the faith message and sometimes we get this misunderstanding. I had one person in the church that, that claimed somebody's house for theirs. They're, now, this person was living in the house, but they said, I want that house and, and I can do it by faith. Not if people are living in it and they're Christians. And you can't, you, you think God's going to kick them out of the house and put you in it? That, that's, that's, not, that's not true faith. That, that's coveting somebody's stuff. You know, and they went over there and they prayed, believing and calling that house in. You just don't do that. And they went and knocked on the door and said, this is my house. That's how you get thrown in jail. <laughs> and they said they were from Exceed Life Church. I'm like, my God. Uh, and I knew the person. I said, I don't know what happened. I'll talk to him. <laughs> you know, are you, oh, you hear what I'm saying? No, no, no. You've got to be very careful. Your faith is not designed to take something from somebody else. Amen. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's not designed for you to claim it, name it, and claim it, and grab it. No, 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 no. You can, you can look, you can build a house just like their house, but it doesn't mean, you know, you can covet, you know, you can like a, the architectural, you know, you know, whatever design of the house, and you can design it like that, but you don't take somebody's stuff. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so I'm going to say this, and we got to get a revelation of this. And the world doesn't have a revelation of, they have a perverted knowledge of what goodness is. And they're going with what the world says is good. And, and listen, two people of the same sex in love and relationship is not good. Amen. They're having sexual relations with each other is not good. Amen. It's not good. That's not what God created. It was, it, you know, he created Adam and Eve. To procreate, amen. And so, so it wasn't, he never created two men and two women to get together. It's, it, it's a perversion. And so if you understand that, and, and of course, if God created you uh, uh, as a male and you have all the parts, then just because you think you're a female, science tells you you're a male. But now they're trying to say you have to, you can go with your feelings now. But it goes against science. And science tries to go against the Bible. And see how mixed up the world is? And so if a four-year-old kid or a three-year-old child says, Mommy, and they're a boy, I think I'm a girl. And the parent says, yes, let's dress you up in dresses. Now, you know, that, that happened to me one time. Now, I never said that I was a girl, but my mom wanted a girl. So she put a wig on me, put me in a, I, I, it almost screwed me up, you know. My psyche, you know what I'm saying? But uh, she, and, and took a picture of me, like, like, you know, with a wig on and everything. It's in the family photo. But she wasn't trying to turn me into a girl. She was wondering what I, I would look like as a girl because I was that good looking as a boy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That good looking. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I got a tough crowd out here. Glory to God. And, uh, Glory to God. And so, bro, that's a true story. I won't go any further than that. Amen. Is it still in the family album, Mom? It's still in the family album. And, and you know what? I should have had a photo of it. And you know what? I was the only boy that she picked out. So that means the devil was targeting me. Transgender F issues. Amen. Now, I was wondering why I always wanted to wear stockings. No, that was Joe Namath, wasn't it? Then Joe Namath wears stockings, and he was a football hero, right? Anybody remember these old Joe Namath? Didn't he wear stockings back in the day in the 70s? He was, all right, we'll keep moving on. So, so let's talk about what's right, amen, not what's wrong. Do you know, even the pastor has some issues, glory to God. So what we're talking about here before I'm messing this up. I'm talking about that, that there is a right and then there's a wrong. And I'm going to say this. The world has God all mixed up, too, because they think for some reason that, that God is bad and that the devil is good. And we get this idea that bad is good and good is bad. And, 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 and the world will say you, nobody wants to be a goody, good shoes. Anybody ever said that? Who wants to be good? Everybody wants to be bad. Remember that song? Ba, 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 bad. Bad as a bone. Remember, you remember that song? Yeah, people want to be bad. No, no, no. Listen, we want to be good. And only God can make us good. Ba, 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 bad. Bad as a bone. <laughs> and, then, and so we want to be good. Amen. And only God can make us good. We can't make ourselves good. And the problem is, is that we, 
that, that evil is us not being connected to God. The only way we can be good. See, 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 when Adam and Eve disconnected to God through sin, then that's when they became sin. That's when they, they became evil in a sense. That's when they lost the goodness of God. They disconnected. But Jesus connects us back to God. And so, listen, you were never meant to be autonomous. You were never meant just to live without being connected to God. We see see, evil is being disconnected to God. Good is being connected to God. Evil is pride. Good is humility. Humility is, is, is relying on God. Pride says, I don't need God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So evil saying, I don't need God. Humility says, I need God. Humility is good. Pride is bad. The devil said, I don't need God. I can stand on my own. And the devil didn't last two minutes in heaven. He dropped like lightning that day when he was trying to make his decrees. And God made his decrees. And the devil dropped like lightning because the devil didn't realize that there was a a cord, a plug. And he was plugged into heaven. And God unplugged the devil. And he fell like a rock and he lost his power and he thought he was as great as God. And when, when the world starts thinking that there is there are as good as God, then they're 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 unplugged and they're in sin and they're in pride and and they're in an evil place where evil will take them down. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We serve a good God. God is a good God. God doesn't send people to hell. And you say, well, I beg to differ. Well, in a sense, he does. In a sense, he doesn't send people. He's trying to stop people from going there. If God is so good, why does he send people to hell? No, no. He sent Jesus to keep you from going to hell. Jesus paid, did everything right under the law and went to a cross. He did not deserve to pay for our sins so that we could have heaven and have it easy. Because I, don't, I thank God I don't have to go to a cross and pay for my sins. I just have to receive Jesus and pick up my cross. Receive Jesus and pick up your cross. Do you like that illustration? Pick up your cross. So they say receive Jesus. So, so, so we need to get a revelation that God is good. I love John 10, 10 that says this. Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we can see here, Jesus reveals uh, the, you know, it's not God's will for you to be sick. It's not, it's not God's will for you to be in poverty. It's not God's will for your children to be messed up. That's not God's will. God's will is for your family to live in abundance. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have what? More abundantly. So that's not God's will. The devil's will for you is destruction. The devil comes to steal. That's his will. God's will for you is blessing. The Bible says all good gifts comes from God from above. We got to believe that God is good. And I'm saying this to you today, that people of the world and even some Christians will get mixed up. That some that are falling away from God will think that God is not good. Because good has to be connected to just. And God is just. And just has justice. Just has to be connected to righteousness. And God is righteous. He is right. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying, Jay? What he says is right. If lying is bad, it's bad. It's evil. If stealing is bad, you know that's bad. Somebody steals something from you, you're not going to feel good about it. Somebody lies to you to get over on you, you know that's not good. Everybody knows that. Right. And so when we we get a revelation that God is a good God, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your kids are going through, God is still good. And he's he's working on your behalf. He's working. Pastor, I'm not seeing too much. Listen, the enemy's just he's doing everything he can, stirring it up. But God is coming through and he's moving on your situation. You believe that today? I believe that today. God is a good God. If God is so good, why is there so much death in this world? Because Adam and Eve opened the door to death. And then there's people in this planet that have free will that's that's yielding to the wrong spirit. And they're doing all kinds of evil. And and, and they're allowed to be on this planet because they were born on this planet. And they have free choice. And, and for, for evil to persist, all, all good men have to do, all godly men have to do is do nothing. So it's up to us to start praying. It's up to us to start uh, witnessing. It's up to us to start giving into the, the, the offerings so that we can promote the gospel and get more people saved. And the more people that are saved and walking with God, the more righteousness and more peace you're going to see in this earth realm. And we just got to get more people saved. And I love this because I'm just going to close out with this uh, story of this rich young ruler. And this is in Mark 10. And what's interesting about this story, it's in three of the Gospels. And so it must be an important story here. And this is a rich young man that comes to Jesus. We're going to get you four points. I'm going to try to get this out fast. And in Mark 10, 17 to 31... It says, now as he was going out on the road, talking about Jesus, one came running, knelt before him, Jesus, and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. See, Jesus goes ahead and goes back to the commandments. It's interesting, isn't it? He talks about the commandments here. And he says, uh, because the commandments are not passed away. But we're in the new covenant. It's, we, we see out, it's, it's the old coming into the new, but you still don't do, you don't go against the, ten, you, know, you, don't, you, you obey and, and, and you don't do the things that the Ten Commandments say don't do. Amen? I think I got that out. And, uh, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered him and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And then Jesus said, you liar. You never come. No, he didn't say that. Then Jesus looked because you know what? He may have kept it on the outside, but did he ever lust after a, another person to, to commit? You know, want to commit adultery or fornication with them? Did, did, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Did he ever have a desire to have something of somebody else's? Did he covet something? You know, you know there's, there's sins of the heart. You may not do it on the outside, but are you doing it in the... Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Eh? Is, man, are you listening? Then Jesus looking at him, I love this, and loved him. Jesus looked at him, he said, I've kept this all from my youth. And Jesus looked at him and loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor... 
and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. So he clarifies that to trusting in riches. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Because they were, because see, wealth equates to blessing. And they knew that. That's all part of the Abrahamic blessing is wealth. And so they were saying that, are you saying, Jesus, that, that wealth can keep us out of the kingdom of God? Well, if wealth has you and if wealth is your God and you're serving money and not God, yes, it can keep you out of the kingdom of God. And if your wealth is your strong fortress and that's what you have your trust in and you don't have your trust in Jesus and you think your wealth is going to get you to heaven, forget about it. Because it won't. Amen. And so, 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 so wealth is a false sense of security. But Jesus looked at, at them and said, with men it's impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. And Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So, and this... <laughs> this is so good. And Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, there is, uh, uh, surely I say uh, to you, there is no one who has left house, brothers, sisters, fathers, mother, wife, children, or lands for my sake in the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Notice it says that now in this time. And houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children lands with persecutions and in this age to come and eternal life. But many who are first will be last. So 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 Jesus actually said, listen, whatever you give into the kingdom, God's going to give it back to you. Plus some right there. Now, now, now let's look at some of the mistakes that this that this rich young ruler made. And hopefully that this is not our mistake. The first mistake he made was when he came up to Jesus, he said, good master. Uh, I'm sorry, he said, good teacher. And when he said good teacher, what he was saying was he, he was putting Jesus on an even kill with who he was. In other words, he was just thinking that Jesus was just another good man. And Jesus is not another good man. He was, he was, he was trying to even, you know, the playing field. It's, it's like sinners today that, that, you know, it's people that don't believe in Jesus. I'm just as good as those Christians, as those people that go to church. I don't have to be a Christian to go to church. I'm just as good as those people. And what they're trying to do is, well, yes, in a sense you are, but in a sense you're not. Because we're, we are righteous because of the blood of Jesus and because we see Jesus Lord. You're not as good as in getting into heaven. You're missing the mark. You're, you're, you're equating your, your, your outward goodness to our out, to a Christian's outward goodness, talking about an unbeliever, thinking that, that, that there's no, 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 no. You, you got it all wrong. And you got to get a revelation that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is who he says he is. He is Lord and Savior of the world. And see, that was one of the that's the problem of unbelievers. They don't believe Jesus is Lord. They don't believe Jesus is who he says he is. They don't believe Jesus, you know, they may believe that he went to the cross, but they, I don't know if they believe he was raised from the dead. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for us. Number two, uh, number two, and this is, this is the problem with some of us, 
or and even some unbelievers, is that that the that this rich young ruler couldn't recognize his shortcomings. He he said, I kept all the commands. In other words, he saw himself as good. He saw himself as doing everything right. But see, Jesus only hit him up with 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 the commandments that dealt with people. But Jesus did not. He did not hit him up until the very end when he said, well, I, I, I know that you may be doing everything right with the people. But is God first in your life? Is God first in your life? And so so we need to recognize as people we have some shortcomings and we need Jesus to help us with our shortcomings. There is areas in our life that we need adjustments in. And that's the reason why we come to church is because we're coming in to get adjusted. We're coming in for a tune up. We're coming in to get ourselves back on track in our minds and our hearts and get right with God in any area that we're missing it in. Can I get a witness in the house today? And we got to recognize we're not doing things right. We need to ask God to forgive us. And not gloss it over like it's no big deal. No, you mess up, fess up. Amen. And then the blessing come. And the number three mistake that he made was he, he, he said, what good thing must I do? He made the mistake of thinking that it was his works that would get him there. But it wasn't his works. It's, it's not your works that get you there. It's your faith in Jesus. And see, as him thinking that Jesus was just a good teacher, amen, instead of a master and Lord, he, he, he had no per, right perspective, amen, and so he, he misunderstood the grace of God. Jesus said one time, they said, what kind of work that we must do to enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, believe on the Lord uh, uh, Jesus Christ, believe on him. He said, that's the work you do to make it into heaven. It, it's, in other words, it's a heart transformation, so he misunderstood the grace of God. It's not about your works. It's about your believing in Jesus. And that produces the works. And number four, his fourth mistake. And this is a critical mistake that even some Christians make. He walked away. He, he didn't hang out long enough. See, some of us could get in the church and we may not have a full revelation of Jesus, of who he is. But you keep hanging around the throne room and you're going to get a revelation of how good Jesus is. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So you may not have an understanding of of all these things that he didn't understand. You know, that's not by works. It's by grace. Glory to God. Lest anyone should boast. And, And he didn't hang out. He didn't stick in there and he didn't hear the rest of the story because if he stuck in there, he would have found out if he gave everything, everything would have came back to him. Because Jesus said, you will be blessed a hundredfold. Think about that. That, That's the best stock you can buy. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a guarantee. You give a hundred percent to God. God's going to give multiple hundred percent back to you. It's the best stock option that you can buy. In other words, you can never lose by giving to God. You can never lose by sowing into the kingdom of God. You can never lose by giving your life to God. And what he was saying was, you do this, not only will you receive a hundred times lands, houses, uh, uh, family, families and all that. You know, you will receive eternal life. 
See, God's not against, he's not against us having things. God wants you blessed beyond your wildest dreams. He wants you walking in the blessing. Why? So you can be a light to a dark world because the world only knows bling, bling. The world can only see bling, bling. That's all they see. That world is after the bling, bling. You know what I'm talking about, bling, bling? You know, the diamond rings and the diamond watches and, you know, the full dress presidentials. That's a Rolex with all the diamonds on it. About $25,000 watch. I used to sell them. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now I got a Rolex. I mean, I'm sorry, a Timex. <laughs> Amen. No, it's an Apple watch. But anyway, but God is good. And when we get a revelation of how good God is, and when we, when we don't walk away because things aren't happening quick enough, when we stay in the fight and we stay in the place where God wants us to stay in, we're going to, I'm telling you, a revelation of God's goodness is going to come into our lives, and we're going to start walking out that goodness. And I'm telling you, we're going to see the blessings of God roll into our lives, and we will see the blessings, and we'll become a blessing. And God will use us to change the world. You believe that today? God is raising up a mighty army here in this church. You are a triumphant church. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Yes, the enemy's been trying to knock some of you down. But I'm telling you, a good man may fall down seven times. But you're going to rise back to the occasion. You're coming out of your issues. Your family's coming out of your issues. You're coming into the land of plenty. You're coming into the promised land flowing with milk and honey. I'm prophesying to you this day. It's happening no matter what it looks like. Don't give up. Don't let go. Keep standing on God. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And you are good, Lord. And we're going to do all that we can to stay in you, Lord. We're going to keep coming to church. We're going to keep reading our Bibles. We're going to keep worshiping you. We're going to keep witnessing to, to this lost and dying world. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Even though none may go with us, we'll still stand with you, Lord God. We won't give up on you. Father, I thank you for every person here in this audience and those watching online. And, and I'm telling you, God loves you with an everlasting love. And you got to stop running from God. It's time to put God first place. Do, you know, what the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before you. And that's including you because you can make yourself a God. In other words, make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you're ready to do that, I'm telling you, God will miraculously change your life into a, a beautiful canvas. Amen. In a masterpiece. Just say this after me and mean in your heart. Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.